Welcome to this episode of Through the Educational Looking Glass. I am one of your hosts, Courtney Edelman. And I'm your other host, Don Sturm. We're both in coaching roles in Morton Unit School District 709 in Central Illinois. Thanks for joining us as we try to gain clarity on the variety of topics concerning teachers today. Let's take a closer look at today's topic. Today's topic is looking at how much your values shaped your year. Um, and as we start this episode, we do want to mention that this is the last one for the year. I believe it's going to be episode 15. Um, we've tried a different format uh, over the last few episodes. Um, we used to be really a format where it was you and I talking, Courtney, yep. but yep. Uh, we we just had the opportunity to bring in uh, some experts that were both inside and outside of our district uh, to talk about what they're passionate about. Yeah, and we're going to talk a lot about values, as the the title indicates, and also reflection today. And so in thinking about those past few episodes, uh, we kind of talked about what values come out in those. Um, and we really think that our values of learning from others, you know, um, listening to what experts outside of um, our own uh, maybe uh, small world um, can uh, share with us and what we can learn from them. And then also, I think we both hold the value of sometimes taking that leap or that step outside of your comfort zone and trying something new without really knowing how that's going to pan out. Yeah. And I, it was, um, it was interesting. I will say it is much easier to produce a podcast when you're interviewing someone else because you just have to come up with the two or three or four guiding questions. Yeah, well, and you also have to, to, to pick people who you know have something to say. And I think we were really lucky in that everybody that we were able to speak with really brought yeah. their own focus on whatever it was in a variety of topics, um, but it, really interesting to learn from them. So um, I don't know, let's catch up though now that we're back together just talking to each other. Um, as you mentioned, Last podcast of the season, we're at another end of the school year, and this point in the year is filled with lots of lasts. I think everywhere you look, um, we're crossing a lot of things off of our lists, and sometimes that's happening very quickly. Yeah, and when you think about the end of a school year, um, you as an educator, there are these things that are happening at the end of the year. Uh, You've got these traditional kinds of things. And those could be um, get-togethers that you do with your faculty. Those could be the, oh, what do they call them in elementary school? The field days, the just things that even if you wanted to get rid of them, probably (laughs) would not go over very well because they are that more traditional. But then you have those procedural kinds of things, whether it be finishing up grading, uh, final exams. Completing uh, your classroom inventory. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah, Making sure you got all those, uh, the trash can and the flag and the desks. And, yes, yeah. exactly. And so there are those types of things. But then what we really want to focus on is that going, making meaning of things that you do, like the important things you do as a mm-hmm. teacher, those day-to-day what I've done to educate my students in whatever subject or grade level. And sometimes we're just on autopilot. Yeah. Like we just kind of go through and it doesn't make it, it's neither right nor wrong. It just is. We, as educators, there's just autopilot. I'm, I close those things out. I do those traditions, check. I finish my grades, 
check. And what we really want to do is to talk about how do you go beyond just the autopilot? How do you to move forward? And I'm I'm reading, um, I didn't know how I was going to get this quote in here, but I think I'm going to use it All now. Right. This uh, uh, John Meacham, and there was light. And it was a quote by Lincoln that I had never heard before. And he said, I may advance slowly, but I don't walk backward. And I think that's ultimately what we're all trying to do, hopefully, as humans, is to just keep moving forward. May not move forward quickly, but I'm continuing to move forward. And so that's really, I think, kind of what we're focusing on is how do you get out of that autopilot to step back and think about um, moving forward and that next year. Yeah, and and sometimes with the end of the year comes maybe people feel the pressure to, okay, so what are you going to do differently or to, to be, there can sometimes be pushback because the reality of this point in the year is also it needs to be a time for rest. Oh, absolutely. It needs to be a time to recharge. Um, and so that's what we're really kind of trying to think about. How can you do even a few things now that are going to help you to move forward while also really taking care of yourself and, um, and, and stepping back and getting rest where you need it. So, yeah, one of the things that um, we were doing um, at the as at this end of the year is finishing up um, our deep dive book study, and and we bring this up because um, we, without getting into deep into the woods, it was basically uh, deep into the woods or deep into the weeds, I uh, guess yes, is the better yes. way of saying that. Um, we did this book tasting and it was maybe one of the more enjoyable PDs that I think I've been a part of. Um, yeah, and I just and have was, to say shout out to Melissa yeah. Cruz, um, the instructional coach at our junior high for coming up with the concept. Oh yeah, it was it. a great idea. Let's do a book tasting. And so the last book that we did, and we didn't do it on purpose, it seemed like we did. Um, it's a book called Teach Meaningful by Lauren Porosoff. And it really digs into the way that your values are reflected in your classroom. And so as we started thinking about that, it's like we do see that value of self-reflection and improvement and curiosity in the way that we have spent our time through the year. And so... Um, that's kind of like that, that book really kind of helped, I think, guide this last episode. It did. And then that got us thinking and just kind of looking at other things that we came across from that lens of how do your values come through in what you're doing. And so um, we came across a Facebook post from a teacher within the district and, um, you know, thinking about the traditions that are imposed upon us or the traditions that we, um, that we, take part in without thinking too much, she's crafting her own tradition at the end of the year and really kind of uh, reflecting back on her, the work that she's done as an educator through numbers, through her teacher stats. You know, and so um, sometimes numbers are not real meaningful you know, because, I don't know, they're, it's a number. There's all kinds of different things that could have impacted that. Yep. Maybe people gloss over them pretty quickly, but it was really clear that through her teacher stats, she's looking at it as here's the number of students that I have taught. Not just that I've taught, but she looks at it as students who have changed her life, 
students who she has, you know, found a connection with, students who have impacted her, she's laughed with, she's helped work through difficult times. Um, you know, you know, and so her values of connection and empathy yep. and relationship building really came across in that post. So that furthered our um, our thought process down this road. Yeah, and so if we continue to look at, like, we're, we're going to make what we thought as we were talking about this podcast, we didn't want it to be all about us, but we think what we're going through help will help you relate to the kinds of things that you're going through because we are, we have an end of the year also, yep. and we're doing things. And so right now we're in the process of planning uh, this 709 Always Learning Conference. And again, for people that are not in our district, um, we usually offer PD a lot of PD at the end of the year. And we decided as a coaching team, let's have a conference style. And in that, what we're showing is this value of always learning, that yeah. always moving forward. Um, the structure of it in a conference format that there is choice for teachers. And there's also going to be time to collaborate, implement what they've learned, uh, talk with others. And then, and because of that, that is that, uh, there's that value of community and valuing other teachers' voices. And so that really, now I will say, I don't, we didn't go into planning the conference by saying, what are our values and how can we do it? But in looking back, we can see that that absolutely is why we thought this conference would be the best way to end the year. And that's what I guess we're advocating for you as well. If yeah. you're listening, you know, you might not have gone into a particular activity or a particular, you know, classroom structure with the idea of, oh, I'm going to do this because it represents my core value of fill in the blank. But if you reflect back and take the opportunity to do that, you might be able to see, oh, wait a minute, that value that I really do hold close to me doesn't come across in what I'm doing in this aspect of my job. So that might be something that you think about next time. I would think that we're not going to plan PD, summer PD in the future without thinking back to the choices that we made this time. Yeah. You know, and, and so um, it, I think we'll be more cognizant of that connection between values and practice. Well, and I think that's where to go back to that book study uh, or the uh, book tasting. Like we had them do an activity uh, that Lauren has in the book where you basically, if you wanted students to offer you feedback or rate you on your values, what would they be? And I think she asked us to pick six. Mm -hmm. And again, that's a, that is a great exercise, I think. So, you know, you sitting down and thinking, okay, what are my values? And then where did I show that? Where did I fall short uh, of of going along with those values. Um, one of the other things we did in at, at the end of the year was interview student teachers. And it, um, it that was one that really, I think, I, I don't remember what caused me to, well, yeah, I do because the value is curiosity. We were yeah. just wondering how, what do student teachers feel after they've started student teaching, what were they prepared for? What were they shocked at? Um, what else did we ask them? What were you, the last two questions were sort of the same, really that idea of what was that reality check? You don't yeah. feel like you were prepared for this. And then it was that curiosity to 
how can we help student teachers moving forward next year, but then also as we hire new teachers, and if there's a teacher that has never been in the classroom outside of student teaching, now that we have some of that student teaching data, student teacher reflection data, we're hoping that we can use that to help even our new teachers in the district. Yeah, because that is one of our um, roles is to really have, you know, under that uh, that title of the new teacher experience, really support teachers now more than ever or continuing, you know, yeah. and not losing that focus of what a difficult job it is. So as you enter the district, really making you feel like you're supported. And um, we don't want to do, we, I think we'd never want to go into something and assume that we know what other people need. That is a key value, I think, of of the coaching team as well. We reach out, we try to listen to teachers, and we try to be responsive. And so this was a great way of preparing for new teachers with, you know, um, picking the brains of the the student teachers that were with us this semester. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you know that problem with assuming. Yes, I do. Okay, I do. okay. Um, maybe last thing, and by the time you listen to this, you will have received the last Coach Crate, another checking off the list, our last Coach Crate PD um, of the school year, if you've been receiving those. And that's all centered around the idea of feedback. So again, that's one of the things that we value. We value listening to others, getting feedback, and then being able to use that feedback to improve or shape what we do going forward. So we want to hear from the people who have received this kind of professional development from us this year. Um, we're trying to make some decisions about what does it need to be improved? Um, how can we make it better for people? But we also wanted to model, so we're modeling getting feedback from from the, the teachers themselves. Um, but we also wanted to provide a simple way or at least a way, um, for teachers to be able to get feedback from their students. So we've provided a template in that coach crate at, um, you know, early childhood, sorry, ECE, you know, middle elementary, and then junior high, high school of, um, ways that you can get feedback from your students. Uh, that's a practice that I don't think we implement as much as we could. And, um, that that could be a great way to guide what you're doing moving forward in the classroom. Yeah, I did you ever like I did. I always did in um You didn't even I didn't even finish the question. You knew exactly where I was going with that. Well, okay, I'm going to assume <laughs> again that you were asking if I ever did that. Yeah. I did in my expository writing class. That was the the class that I always um asked asked about their experience and I don't know if in part that was because as a graduate assistant and in a couple years as a lecturer down at um Southern Illinois in Carbondale you had to ask like, yeah. there was no choice so that band-aid got ripped off real quick of you know being vulnerable and saying like oh here's your here's your opportunity to tell me what you thought about the class and then you know looking at that and developing kind of a thick skin about it, yeah, or at I least, at least, you know, having the experience of listening to the people who sat in your class for a semester. Um, so maybe I was a bit more open to it because of that experience. I don't know. Yeah. I used to ask, um, more at the, the start of my career. And I don't know, I can't think of, I, I can't think of something that stopped me from doing it. I don't know that I was ever, there was always that nervousness mm -hmm. like, Oh boy. What are they going to say? But and and I know for some teachers that's maybe why they don't choose that feedback. But sorry, I'm kind of digressing here on. No, um, but I think that could be it. Could be that idea of I don't know if I want to hear 
what my students have to say. It could be if your students are young, you think, well, how can they provide me that feedback? And so again, those Coach Crate examples may give you some um, thoughts about that. But it also could be the challenge of the fast pace and pressure that teachers are under throughout the school year. There's so much to get done and so much to check off the list at the end of the year that it may feel like I just don't have the time to do that. Or I don't have the time to sit and process that right now. And so we're going to suggest, even if you, you know, find a way, a Google form or something um, that is relatively quick in your classroom, different for younger students, but a way to get their feedback, you don't have to look at it right now. Oh, right? absolutely. It, it might be, I know I'm going to collect that feedback. I'm going to step away get my opportunity to, to rest and recharge and then look at what my students had to say with a mindset that allows me to process it and think about it. So that could be something that you even say a couple weeks before the school, the next school year starts, then I'll look at that. Yeah, because it is, there is this vicious circle mm-hmm. that you're in the moment. I, I don't have time for it in the moment. I'm going to push it off to some other time. And then I can remember my summers. I'd be like, oh, I'll push that off a little bit more and a little bit more. And so then by the next time I thought about it, the school year had started. And then I was like, oh, I really, I didn't, I, now I remember I didn't like the way I taught blank. But now I'm two days before I'm getting ready to teach blank. And now I don't have time to do it. So I ended up going back and kind of sort of doing it the way I had done it before. So it is one of those, like, I don't think either one of us are suggesting, and you even mentioned, I mean, part of summer is resting, rejuvenating, but I think adding that reflection in can pay dividends when you start yeah, because it does take some of that pressure off uh, of people. And you might think about when you're moving into next year, what are some systems that I could put in place so that I I can either get the data to reflect on later or infuse moments of reflection um, into the work that I do. And so, you know, whether it is at the end of every week, I'm going to have my what went well, what didn't go well. I'm going to have a color coding highlighting system yep. on my plan book where however I you know, have my plans for the week. Something that allows you to have a snapshot to then be able to go back to and have some, make some meaning of it when you have that opportunity. Well, and I think about us when we co-taught studies, that was the thing that you taught me or brought to the table where we kept, I, I say we, you were much better at it than I was, but the the calendar on like a Google Doc and when something either went really well or we didn't tend to write things when it was like, okay, that went fine. That went fine. Yeah. But when yeah. it went really well, it was like, okay, we need to make sure we do this again or yeah, this didn't work out. Or when we did this activity, we should have used both rooms rather yep. than one room. It wasn't waiting until the next time we did it to say, what did we like or dislike about that? And it just was so much easier. And I think it then opens up brain space, brain capacity for other things. Um, and then I I think going back to that values, and I'll see if I can, can verbalize this. If you know going in what values you want to get across I think it makes reflecting on what you're asking students to do 
easier. I would, yeah. Because then, okay, so I, I was hoping that made some kind yeah. of sense. That idea of if you say, I want students to be curious, and that's a big value for you, and you look at an assignment or a project, and you're like, they don't really have to be curious. I'm giving them everything. That would then cause you to say, I need to do something different with this because curiosity is really important to me and I'm finding out that it the curiosity is not built in, it's not baked into whatever that assignment is. Yeah, and then it would you know impact what you asked students at the end if you were going to invite their voice into the feedback process. You know, where were things that you felt like you had the ability to explore something new that yep. really the crafting your questions that are going to matter to you. Um, you're not going to ask about things that get them to reflect on something that you really have as a low priority in your classroom. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, well I think uh, we're going to end as we always do with reflection questions. And so the first one is, how can you use the close of a school year to think about what went well and what you would like to work to improve for next year? And secondly... What are the values that you want to reflect in your work as an educator? Where do you see your values reflected in the work that you have done this year? One of our main goals of this podcast is to create meaningful connections. If you'd like to share your responses to the questions, we'd love to listen. This can be done through the Google form that we have linked through the public site on Anchor or through Anchor's voice response option. Additionally, consider sharing your thoughts with a colleague or an instructional coach to open up meaningful dialogue. We have enjoyed taking this journey with you through the educational looking glass. 